Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3am. I am your host, Vicki Mandiola. This week's mama was a topic I stumbled upon by accident. I originally intended to do another, which I will save for a future episode, and ended up falling into this tale. I became engulfed in her story, and before I knew it, I was already taking notes. That's when you know you found your episode, listeners. So, without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is the Kikimori. Due to her origin in Slavic folklore, there are a lot of different accounts and beliefs surrounding this mama. One thing these do all have in common is the idea that the Kikimora is a female house spirit out to cause mischief. Her name may come from the Finnish word Kikimoko, which translates to scarecrow. The actual word refers to a being without a body, a nightmare, or a terrifying spirit that disturbs humans during the night. That alone helps to clear up what exactly the Kikimora is all about. Once in a home, she enjoys making the lives of the people inside miserable. There are times where the Kikimora is associated with positive intentions, but most of the time, her presence is believed to be an omen of bad news. She is often blamed for a number of things, some of which include sleep paralysis, nightmares, and mishaps that occur to food during the night. Now, why she arrives and attaches herself to a home can be a number of different reasons, some of which even explain how she may look. A lot of these occurrences are a result of a tragedy real-life women can face. Many think that the Kikimora is a result of the death of a fetus or from a stillborn baby. She can also be born from the death of a woman during childbirth. In this case, when the Kikimora is discovered, she may have the face of the deceased woman or that of other females in her line, such as her mother or grandmother. In a wider description of her visual form, some believe she is only wisps of straw or hair or a collection of moths. Back now to the less than appealing version, the Kikimora can also be described as a repulsively deformed elf-like tiny woman and has been known to have chicken extremities. Most believe that there are actually two kinds of Kikimora. One comes from the forest and is married to Domovoy, the male version of a protective house spirit. The other is from the swamp and is married to Lishi, the deity of the forest. This Kikimora will leave behind wet footprints all over the home she inhabits. In order to get into a house, the Kikimora is thought to be able to travel through keyholes. 
While in a home, she likes to hide out in crevices behind the hearth and stove, under floorboards, or in the attic. During her time, the Kikimori's behavior is dependent on the state of the house she occupies. If the house is in order, she will only look after the chickens or housework. If it's not, she will whistle, bake dishes, and make disturbing noises during all hours of the night. She is also known to spin thread, especially during holidays. The Kikimora is most feared for her ability to torture people, particularly men, in their sleep. Appearing to her victims in their dreams, she tries to drag the life out of them. Other tales claim that the Kikimora sits on the chests of the sleeping and attempts to strangle them. It is often believed children are the most vulnerable to visits from spirits, and the Kikimora is noted to take advantage of this. She is thought to kidnap children if given the opportunity. Due to this, children are taught a set of ways to deter her attack. They are to never look the Kikimora in the eye. In fact, during the night, kids should never look at the door to their home, at cabinets, or at windows. This is in case they should suddenly open and reveal a Kikimora waiting on the other side. Children are also taught to draw the sign of a cross on their pillows for protection. Of course, like I mentioned before, kids are not the only ones to suffer attacks from the Kikimora. Once in a house, she is incredibly difficult to force out. One cure comes in the form of a donation of money made to the local church, which seems a little questionable if you ask me. Another solution believes that performing Slavic rites and rituals to expel demons on a specific date, March 17th, is the surefire way to save an infected home. To avoid all of this, people have developed their own forms of protection to keep their houses kikimora-free. Placing a broom behind the front door of a home can stop a kikimora from entering. Other methods include placing a belt on top of bed sheets or saying an elaborate prayer before bed. One can also bury something silver before the entrance of their home. A simple small pendant or silver heirloom spoon have been considered acceptable. Sprinkling the front door with salt can also do the trick. Lastly, because the Kikimora enters almost entirely through open keyholes, a guaranteed form of prevention is a no-brainer. People simply keep their house key in these holes, or stuff paper inside. So, if you feel that your home is on the verge of welcoming a Kikimora, start bottling up some paper, or looking for that long-lost heirloom spoon.
On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas. <laughs>